We here at Rack and Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Araiza. Carl Black. And William Wilson. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. Today, we are playing Make Our Own Heaven, a game by our friend Razor, who is running the game for us. So take it away. Hey, I'm Razor, although people are probably just going to call me Ray for this, just for ease. Uh, and I make games, and I sometimes do podcast stuff as well. Um, my pronouns are they, them, uh, for today. And yeah, today we're going to be playing Make Our Own Heaven. <laughs> um, uh, Make Our Own Heaven is a biopunk angel RPG. Uh, it's inspired by uh, the TV show by... Um, James Cameron, uh, called Dark Angel, as well as a bunch of other properties. Um, and it is going to be coming out on the 17th of December and you'll be able to buy it on itch. Uh, and so Alex asked me to come and run a demo. Uh, and I was very excited. I, I, I read the rules. It sounds awesome. I love the setting and I, I can't wait to get into it a little more. Yeah, should I give a little of a, a a primer on the setting for the listeners? Yeah, just give them a little tease. Yeah, sure. So, in Make Our Own Heaven, the players are these uh, angelic clones um, of a mysterious source material created in a lab uh, to serve as secret tools and weapons of the authority um, who secretly control everything happening in, well, somewhat secretly control and somewhat not secretly control everything happening in the, in, in and around Jupiter where the game is set. Uh, in particular, the game is set on the space station of new heaven, which is the port city capital of uh, Jupiter. Um, our players recently escaped from, uh, from the lab where they were created after 19 years of imprisonment, uh, and now six months on are trying to make their life in New Heaven under the nose of the authority. Uh, and so this is a game about building community and maintaining relationships and protecting your found family. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so I get, do we want to start with our characters? Yeah, so why not introduce yourselves and then give us a brief overview of your character? Maybe their true name, their pronouns, and uh, and a little bit about their skills and manifestations, their skills and divine powers. All right, uh, I'll start. I am Alex. My pronouns are he, him, and I am playing uh, the angel clone whose true name is Santiel, uh, who is also he, him. Uh, Santiel wears simple clothes, uh, doesn't like to stand out, uh, denims, uh, t-shirts, things that are, uh, easily, that easily blend in and are easily replaceable, uh, because he was more trained towards, uh, violence and assault because he, uh, grew up to be large and muscular. 
Uh, so he looks big and intimidating, and that's what they trained him to be. Uh, he isn't. Uh, he likes to, uh, he, he is a, a more gentle soul, but that's what they trained him to do. Uh, his cover identity is Santana Lou. Uh, he works as a dockhand, a stevedore, uh, in the outer ring, just loading and unloading ships and cargo all day. Um, he claims Jovian citizenship because, uh, he figured, one, it's, you know, technically true, and two, it would probably raise the least eyebrows for why he was living on the station in Jovian space, working a really shitty job, like... You're probably not going to come here to work a shitty. Well, yeah, it's a it's a long Lots way to go. For, Lots of yeah. people come here to make their make their fortune. Yeah, um, his main tell right now he has a glitch. Uh, he has yeah. Actually, eyes. we'll leave glitches. Oh, okay. oh, I was going right. to say we'll leave glitches and I'll explain them in a minute. Gotcha. Um, well, I won't go back into that then. Yeah, um, Chris. All right, so. Um, character i made uh the true self i picked the name naraya um i mean if you've watched dark angel a lot of this is probably going to sound very familiar i picked the cover identity name max and she works in parcel delivery nice (laughs) (laughs) what what was your true name chris uh naraya n-e-r-i-a-h it came off of the angel name generator I Googled. Oh. Oh, nice. What was yours, Alex? Uh, Santiel. S-A-N-T-I-E-L. Santiel and Naraya. Santiel yeah. and Naraya. Santiel and Naraya. Cool. Um, and I cut uh, Alex off before Alex could tell us um, his skills and powers for Santiel. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Uh... Human earthly skills, uh, he is good at security evaluation, combat training, and interrogation, because once they saw that he had muscles, they figured he might as well put them to more use. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, That sounds like like Task Force Decker. Yeah, like, oh, look, he's good at, he's probably good at punching things. Let's just make him do that a lot. Um, So his uh, divine powers, uh, his subtle manifestations, he has divine constitution and regeneration. And impossible grace and balance. Ooh, uh, and also his, good. Yeah, his obvious manifestation. Uh, I went with. Um, uh, I went with a weapon that blooms from within, but uh, I'm debating maybe switching iron hands at brand warding glyphs. No, I'm going I'm to stick with. He has a weapon that blooms from within. That's another reason they made him so combat focused. They thought. Oh, like, this, this guy's I do, made for fighting. I like both. It's yeah. I like the idea that um, if they treated you nicer, you would have more readily manifested the warding gifts, uh, glyphs. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, that's because that is because that is a very protective um, ability to have, um, but something to unlock in future play. Um, yeah. And Chris, what was Naraya's? I remembered. Um, skills and manifestations. All right, so I went with uh, stealth and evasion, combat medicine, and target surveillance for the earthly skills. And then the divine powers, I went with um, an ear for thoughts, and I I also went with impossible grace and balance. And uh, the manifestation I picked was the invulnerable void-proof obsidian skin. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, Impossible Grace uh, and Balance is very much a uh, Max Gravera uh, power, for sure. Yeah. They put they put feline in your cocktail. <laughs> um, brilliant. Um, awesome. Uh, so we're part of this game. Uh, obviously, we make our angel characters, and then we normally would make a community uh, sheet together. Um, because we're doing a demo uh, game, I've actually just gone ahead and made us a quick uh, little. Uh, pre-made um, community sheet. Uh, so we're going to be playing in Lotus, which is one of the major outer districts of New Heaven. Um, New Heaven's kind of arranged in concentric circles around one another. Uh, Lotus is sort of like the most middle-class place, although it's really lower class, um, but it's a lot of... Um, perpetual darkness and moisture, um, but it's also really full of life. There's lots of people and shops and things. And when I say shops, I mean like small community uh, shops. There's lots of schools and things like that. Lots of people making uh, the best of uh, of what they can there. Um, another aspect of Lotus is that it's really wet all the time. It has a pervasive mm. condensation uh, and so it always feels like it just finished raining. Always. <laughs> like, 24-7. Awesome. Um, this has a unique advantage, uh, or a unique bonus, I suppose. Uh, Lotus is the best place uh, this side of Mars for growing mushrooms. So you always see mushrooms growing in Lotus uh, up, uh, up on... Uh, catwalks and things or uh and everyone in lotus knows someone that has a mushroom farm in their closet um (laughs) if you don't have a mushroom farm in your closet then you know then like your friend has one like everyone knows someone who's growing some mushrooms um cool uh um you we normally would pick institutions and pillars so the small part of uh lotus that your characters live in um, has a bar called the hole in the wall, which is literally a hole in the wall with the bar blocking the hole and the staff are on the, on the alcove side and everyone stands in the street and drinks. Um, so you walk up to the bar, buy your beer and you just loiter around in the street. Um, and there's also a small community garden space called the patch where people often go and hang out. It's kind of the only greenery around here. Um, these are considered institutions of your community. Um, pillars of your community, people that are important, um, that everyone sort of like takes care of and, and knows about. Uh, we have Georgia, the stray black cat thing, who is a transgenic cat that lives in the neighborhood, uh, can often be seen, uh, around the patch, uh, hunting rats and cockroaches. Um, and we also have the Gambling Sisters who have their own table, the only table, out the front of the hole in the wall. Uh, and they're always there, uh, playing Mahjong or Dominoes or, uh, or a little bit of poker, depending on the day. Um, you have a friend called Matteo the Grocer, um, who knows you, uh, through your 
family. Um, Uncle Lauren. So Uncle Lauren is a uh, uncle sister for uh, for our two angels. Found them on the street when they uh, escaped new escaped from the lab uh, and took them in. Um, uncle Lauren knows your secret um, and will defend it like it's her own. Um, nice, their own rather. Um, oh, that's it. I was gonna. Uh, Uncle Lauren is they them. You said. I think Uncle Lauren is uh, is a non-binary um, uh, figure uh, right. who, some somewhat uh, somewhat well known in the community as being as being the kind of person that you can go to for help. Um, mm-hmm. Uncle Lauren would be a pillar of the community if Uncle Lauren wasn't already on your family sheet, right? That's right. Um, like we don't need to track that twice. Mm-hmm. So, um, Uncle Lauren is, uh, is, we can consider an, a, a third pillar. Um, gotcha. but yeah. So looking at the three results that we got from the DTD, the uh, 30 table, um, I'm going to go with a family member needs cash for gene therapy. That's, <laughs> uh, okay. uh, gene therapy repayment. So basically, I mean, that's the evocative version. I'm just going to interpret it as the, um, as, as, uh, Uncle Lauren needs to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, got to pay a debt. So, I think we'll begin uh, with you all kind of gathered around having breakfast or something. Um, okay. Or maybe even, well, yeah. Actually, we'll do it this way. So, I think. What we see as the as imagining this like a TV show, we see um, an older person, like a person in their forties, uh, and they're laying out uh, a few things on a on a very like makeshift table. I think it's probably actually like a really low table, like a coffee table kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and there's milk crates around it with cushions on them, uh, <laughs> as seats. Um, and we see them laying out stuff, and then we hear, uh, hear Uncle Lauren sort of shout out, um, uh, come on, you two, breakfast! You're gonna be late for work! Um, uh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. I think uh, we can so hear like a like a like a whistling kettle uh, about to boil over. Um, yeah. Uh, Santiel walks into the room. Uh, he's wearing uh, right. He's probably wearing um, overalls right now, or like denim overalls over just a like a, a dark colored thrift store t shirt that maybe yeah. has some faded logo of some band no one knows anymore on it. Um, yeah. It's it's tight against him. He's got he's got a beard uh, that's that's trimmed and well kept uh, that comes like maybe an inch or so long, uh, but it, it's well shaped and kept. Uh, he's got a, a a knit cap on uh, covering his short hair, uh, and his goggles are up on his on his hat right now. He's not like they're you know like up on his forehead. He's not. So this is probably a really good time for us to talk about glitches. Then oh yes. Uh, so because uh, it's so, been six months, oh, you could you go. Yeah, you, no, no, no. I'd love to hear you summarize it. Oh, I was going to say because it's been six months since we broke out of the facility, we're not getting our uh, 
regular gene treatments, and so our DNA and physiology has started to go a little wonky. And uh, Santiel now uh, just always has glowing eyes. His eyes have become completely gold, like a, and just give off this angelic aura uh, all the time. He could see fine. Uh, it's just if you look at his eyes, you know that's not normal. So he wears uh, dark goggles over his eyes, glasses slash goggles. Uh, that when anyone asks, he says they're safety goggles for working on the docks. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna argue? Uh, yeah, so glitches are glitches are um, caused by copy errors and, and things like that because you know uh, you're you're a hybridized organism. Um, and yeah, they're, they're the Jurassic that the parked us into being. Yeah, you're you're you got Dino DNA. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so there's you can you can take that. They're sort of like drawbacks um, to a certain degree. They're just there to sort of like make the um, make ca- get the characters a little more depth and get, make them a more more um, interesting. And sometimes you can. They can be gateways into developing new uh, new abilities and stuff like that. Um, so, like if if uh, if Alex wanted to later on, Alex kind of already has a justification for giving. Um, I've forgotten your angel's name. Uh, Santiel. I keep wanting to say San- Santori or or Santa- Santorini. <laughs> I mean, you're not an angel, you're an Italian. Uh, <laughs> hey, you figured uh, me out. Uh, Santiel, yeah. Um, I keep, uh, yeah, so that could be a backdoor later on into, like, a justification for developing um, one of the sight-based manifestations. Um, you know, glowing eyes that pierce the veil would work. Uh, yeah, uh, so you, you come in uh, with, your, with your goggles up. And, um, I, I actually have a question in the home does, what's the, what's the, what's the vibe on manifestations of the obvious Mm. variety? Um, so like is, I guess really the question is. I don't think Lauren would be afraid of your manifestations, but would Uncle Lauren be like, oh, hey, don't forget to cover your eyes when you go out the door? Like, would Lauren give you a reminder? Or is Lauren like, you're in the home, you can, you don't have to hide who you are. What's the vibe? Um, uh, my feeling is that he, uh, they wouldn't, like, yeah, like, they're they're not afraid, they're not going to chastise us and like make make me wear goggles in the house it might it might well, as i'm walking out it might be like uh you know goggles something like that um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i have right, i cool. feel like they might get a little annoyed from some of the bigger obvious manifestations only because i assume the apartment is really small and they don't want us to break anything so yeah, they, they would probably get in wings <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't don't unfurl your six freaking wings uh, in the middle of the living room because then you're just gonna knock. I told you I can't else. control that manifestation. <laughs> yeah, it comes out randomly. Um, Chris, what's Naraya doing uh, as as you get summoned for breakfast? Um, I, I think Naraya was just getting ready for work and. Uh, 
probably pretty eager to eat breakfast, so I think she heads out right away. Heads down, heads in, I don't know. I guess probably it's one floor, so down isn't the right word. I mean, unless you were on the roof or on a balcony uh, well, or something. You know what? Um, I was hanging out on the roof, yeah. I seem to remember... Uh, I was going to say the character that this is based off kind of like the hangout on the top of the Space Needle, so maybe I like to hang out on roofs. I mean, angels just love roofs. You can't get past it. Really? They like to be tall. Um, yeah, so when you when you come in through, like, the window, because they don't have fire escapes in, uh, in New Heaven... Uh, you just parkour down from the top of the building. Lauren <laughs> kind of like looks at you with a half scowl, um, almost like you're gonna break your neck one of these <laughs> or, days climbing up on. You know there are stairs, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And so you come in. I was like, all right, you can get some food in here, and there's like a stack of of uh, of. Um, like cabbage pancakes, um, like a, one or two of them. So it's like thinly shaved cabbage and and batter. Um, and Lawrence, uh, and and then some, you know, like some hot sauce to put on. And Lawrence pouring like cups of coffee. She puts, uh, uh, puts. Uh, f- I forgot your character's name again because I keep wanting to say Santorini. Did you say hot sauce and and pancakes? Well, they're savory pancakes. They're like cabbage pancakes. Oh, Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. Santiel. Put Santiel's coffee in, like, a travel mug. Um, uh, and probably pours a small cup for, uh, Naraya. Um... Not as, like, uh, you get less, but as a, like, here's one that you can drink quickly, and I'll put, like, more in a thermos. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, it sort of, uh, sits down, and, you know, I think maybe, like, a few minutes into eating, um, we hear, like, a loud bang on the door, like, uh... Definitely a cop knock. Like, might not actually be a police officer, but, it, like, a cop knock, you know? Like, a, I'm, I'm not fucking around, open your door. Um, mm. kind of knock. Um. Uh, and we don't really hear who, who it is. Like, they definitely said something, but you couldn't really hear it. Um, and I think we see Uncle Lauren sort of, like, stand up and look worried, but not in a, oh, no, it's them way, but in a, what the fuck, is, who who could that be way? Uh, Santiel looks up at Lauren and says, are you expecting anyone? I, uh, I don't think so. And then, like, turns around, you see them open a drawer and, like, start <laughs> rummaging around in it. And you know that that's the drawer where Lauren keeps all of the bills. Mm, uh, but okay. it starts, like, pulling out papers and going through them. Uh, and then we hear, like, another bag on the door. It's like, uh, it's different, it's a different, um, quality to the knock. 
uh, this time, and you know it as the distinct knock of this building's landlord. Um, he's like, come on, Lauren, open up. These fellas want to talk to you. Um, do other people in the building know we live here with Lauren, or do they just think Lauren's Lauren lives by known themselves? to take in strays? So okay, yeah. Uh, all right, so that you're there. Gotcha. So Santiel stands up, puts on his goggles, or walks towards the door, is about to open it, and then remembers like, and puts on goggles. his goggles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, undoes. I'm, I'm, there's probably like, you know, three or four different locks on the door that he undoes, uh, and then opens it, distinctively not I th- smiling. I think, the he's door, prob- I think the door's just like fully barred at the back. I think that there's like a, like a big beam of repurposed oh, steel. okay. Sure, yeah. So just, you know, lifts easily lifts the bar up uh, and opens the door because he's just about as wide as the door. So yeah. he's he's feeling very defensive uh, and opens the door and looks down at whoever is, is standing there knocking. Yeah, so yeah. there's these, uh, there's there's your landlord uh, standing there and he's smoking, um, which is a sure sign that he is wealthy, uh, by the way. Cigarettes are not... Mm-hmm. Really, something that poor people smoke uh, in New Heaven because mm. where the fuck are you going to grow tobacco? Um, mm. But also, uh, uh, it is just super detrimental to the environment around you in terms of like it burns out air filters and things like that. Um, so he's smoking and he's got his like, got like a velour tracksuit on, I imagine. <laughs> Um, and then there's these two men in, uh, in, like, suits, uh, and they've got, uh, like, um, they've got, like, disposable black gloves on, like, like, tattoo, tattooist gloves, Mm -hmm. uh, like, surgical gloves with black, basically, um, and they, one of them says, are you Lauren? As they look at a piece of paper <laughs> and realize Lauren doesn't have a surname. Satiel just looks down at them and says, who's asking? Uh, they start to like go, well, we're from the department of blah, and start rattling off stuff. And the guy, the landlord sort of pushes and says, these guys are here to settle a debt with, uh, from H&S. Uh, H&S being health and security, um, who are kind of combination, um, medical service and, um, public security. Uh, they handle everything except policing, um, in, okay. in New Heaven. So they're... They do hospital stuff, quarantine stuff. They handle, um, f- they also run the fire department and hazard response and, and all of that stuff. In the way that the police are overworked in, on Earth, H&S is overworked in space. Gotcha. Um, as I'm, as I'm sitting there, how, um, worried does Uncle Lauren look? Lauren's starting to get a bit worried. They sort of like peeking down the corridor uh, to see um, Santorel. Santorel? Santiel. 
Santiel. I'm getting closer. Yeah, uh, Santiel. It was, it was almost there, yeah. Santiel uh, talking to someone, and can sort of hear. Um, uh, and then we see the landlord try to lean into the uh, into the thing and shout, Come on, Lauren, these guys are here about your gene debt. Santiel uh, isn't aggressively trying to stop them. He's just standing in the doorway, which is enough to stop them from coming in. Um, are you are you trying to like? Are you trying to make them go away, or are you just trying to sit out this situation and waiting for an opportunity? Um, I, not yet. Uh, I think he knows that starting a situation with H and S is not good. Um, so he's Probably not more than most people. You know more about what H and S is. Which is to say that being being weapons of the authority, you know more about former weapons of the authority. You know yeah. more about the structure of the authority, which is to say you know that h is uh, privately uh, covers for um, much of much of the mistakes of uh, of the authority. Uh, so when someone escapes from a from an X from a double X group, um, lab, uh, or when a virus, uh, gets loose or something from a test site, uh, h goes in and covers it up. Um, they are one of the forces that are looking for you. It's unlikely that these two randos are here on that mission. Um, these are essentially repo men in suits that have been hired by h to come and collect the debt. Um, so they're presenting themselves like, they're basically muscle lawyers, I guess would be the vibe. (laughs) These, these are, these are like tough, uh, legally trained dudes who are here to like Mm -hmm. sprout legalese and take your shit. Okay. Um, Um, so I, I think Santiel is, uh, is being overly protective and he's not going to let them in. He's waiting for... Like for Lauren to make a move to you know, if Lauren says get rid of them, he absolutely will. But he's, I think he's well, just Lauren waiting. sort of like comes up to the door, and and uh, and, and says um, sort of like edges up next to you. Uh, mm-hmm. and says I, I I don't I don't understand. I I haven't uh, I, I've I've been I've been paying it off. I, I don't and the the. The, the muscle lawyers uh, pull out a piece of paper and are like, uh, yes, so, um, l- three weeks ago we sent you a letter saying that your, uh, that your repayment had gone up and that in order to continue to, uh, pay off your debt, you would need to start paying an additional, uh, $50, uh, a month. Um, you, uh, you paid only, uh, you paid, uh, the minimum, the previous minimum, uh, 
uh, last week, uh, not amounting uh, for the increase uh, and not covering the backdated increase either. Uh, and so now we uh-huh. are here under our authority as uh, bonded uh, debt recollection services uh, to serve you a notice that you have 24 hours to pay the arrears of your gene debt or you will be uh, evicted from this property uh, and will be taken uh, before the civil court. Um, And they hand Uncle Lauren a piece of paper uh, and as they go to leave, Uncle Lawrence says, but I didn't even get that letter yet. And then we see a post, uh, robot walk by, um, <laughs> and hand a letter to Uncle Lauren. Um, uh, and it's got, and we, the viewer of this scene can see that it's got stamped on it, like, uh, HSG, uh, Gene Debt Department. Um, very clearly, the letter took forever to get here, but it doesn't matter because they count when they sent it, not when you received it. Yep. Uh, and we see the muscle lawyers walk off, um, and Uncle Lord sort of like walks back into the apartment, ghost white, uh, from stress, and sort of like slumps on your makeshift couch. Um, that's just like a futon curled up against the wall. Um, so so what, what's, the, what's the inflation him. like here? Just, uh, like is, is $50 a lot or is that like chump change? I mean, I'm assuming it's not chump change because he's obviously, think, they're obviously, yeah. I haven't really thought about that that much, but I feel like $50 is a lot. I feel like $50 is probably like a day's pay. Okay. Um, uh, I just chose a number at random. No, that's uh, fine. I mean, obviously, it's a significant amount of money for us. I just didn't know yes. if yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. like, maybe, you like, sometimes you might find, like, $10 on the street if it would be the similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, you could, in theory, find $50. Um, that wouldn't be that strange. It's a, it's a, it's not a lot of money to buy something with, but it's also a lot of money to try and earn on a short notice. Right, basically. okay. Um, doesn't buy a lot, but it also takes a lot to earn, yeah. um, which is just the vibe of New Heaven when you're mm-hmm. not rich already. Um, Sorry, what were you like saying, you wanted Chris? to say something, Chris. Oh, yeah. No, um, Naraya asks uh, Uncle Lauren how much how much the total bill is. Uh, they say that back. I need to pay, and she opens. They, they open the letter and unfold it. And it says that I owe them eight hundred and fifty-seven dollars, which is like you look at it and it's like an an arrear, an overcharge fee, uh, like uh, a missed payment fee. They've ch- tacked on a service for sending out the um, the mm-hmm. lawyers. They've also tacked on a service for sending the letter, which is bullshit. It says like $2.50 for sending the letter. And it says 50 so cent charge the, yeah. for mail handling. So it's probably the actual bill is probably like $100 and then all the fees and everything just, yeah. 
Yeah, you've got, like, interest fees for the, like, gene therapy, and then you've got, like, bonus arrears and things like that, but, yeah, it's, I think it, it they, amounts they to $857. Applied the, the raise in charges to back payments, too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <sighs> okay, well, $857. We can, we can get that, right? I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out $5.28. Here's what I got. <laughs> do you give that to, to Uncle Lauren yeah. or do you, mm-hmm. you just hold it? Absolutely. Uncle sort of I'll put it on the takes, table. Hey, Uncle Lauren sort of like takes your hand and it's like, that's very sweet, but uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, but it is very sweet. Well, here... Five dollars and twenty-eight cents closer now. At least. I mean, I would. I'd already, I'd already paid for, for this month, and they're saying that that payment, it it doesn't count towards the total owed. Ugh. Work so hard making you know four hundred dollars to pay off this damn debt every month, and now they're saying it doesn't even count. Now they're saying I have to pay 450 a month. On top Out of, of character. the rent. Yes. Uh, is is the gene therapy, is this like a stand, is this like paying for your heating, or is this like Uncle gene Lauren was sick like, in the past? Th- and Yeah, gene, this probably okay. was like uh, to treat cancer. It, it, so gene therapy is, you know, they apply... Uh, some kind of retrovirus or something to change your genome. Um, some people get it for... Um, it can be used to treat diseases, but it can also be used uh, for what we would probably consider cosmetic reasons. There's lots of reasons to... There's lots of, like, medical reasons to get cosmetic procedures done, though, but that would be how they would class it. Um, right, and yeah, okay. So Uncle Lauren has been treated, this is probably, like, treated for some sickness in the past. The beautiful be- beautiful thing of gene therapy, though, is that um, you can charge... Some gene therapies are subscription fees, so you need to keep up with them. Um, mm. And other gene therapies are one-time, uh, and because they're one-time, they make them super expensive. Yep. <laughs> so that okay. you have to keep paying for them. Uh, so right. cancer, for example, is relatively easy in this uh, era to fix. It's like a day procedure. You don't have to even go under. You just go and sit in the clinic for the whole day as they, like, run fluids into your body. Uh, and then cancer's solved. And then you pay for it for the rest of the time you're alive. Which is why it's, uh, like, such a great procedure. It costs the... It costs H&S uh, and XX Group very little to produce, and they get to make a shitload of money off it because it extends people's lives, right? So, yeah. like, they're making double the amount of money. They're getting your labor because the authority owns this entire space station, and they're also getting the money they have to pay you for your labor back. <sighs> it's a good scam if you can do it. It's good scam. I mean, from H&S's perspective, it's it's not a great scam because they don't real people at H&S don't realize that the the uh, that they are owned by the authority and getting paid twice essentially. But the authority yeah. are like, fuck yeah, double pay. We get free <laughs> labor and we get our money back. 
Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Santiel looks over at Naraya uh, and says, "We uh, we might be able to come up with the money." Um, I don't think that uh, Uncle Lauren really catches on to what you're implying. Um, uh, but I'm guessing that you're planning to steal the money. Uh, well, uh, unless one of us has the angelic power of manifesting $857, which I didn't see on the list. Um, no, it's not yeah, on there. I think so. Obvious manifestation of money tree. Dirty game of <laughs> That's true, you've already paid off a little bit. That's that's one of the, um, the more advanced ones you grow into is just making money. Yeah. I think um we will cut to the two of you walking to work. There's trains through um New Heaven. So I imagine that like you walk to the train station and then like part ways is probably your normal commute with um yeah, Santiel. Makes sense. Is that the name? Yes, did I get it My right? Name. Yes, Santiel. Yes, yeah. Fuck yeah. Ooh. So with Santiel taking the train to the outers, and uh, and then I imagine that Naraya just continues walking to where their work is because I imagine that Naraya's work is based in Lotus, and you deliver all over um, New Heaven. Yeah, is this? Um, should I be completely like Max? Is it a, a bike delivery service, or are there not too many bikes around? Would that they be weird? can be bikes if you want. You could also be a rollerblade courier if you wanted. <laughs> oh, God. I think I'll stick with the bike. Oh, you can have an electric scooter. <laughs> yeah, you could be, have an electric uh, scooter. You can have like, a hoverboard. Like, whatever. It's the future, baby. This space station yeah. has artificial gravity, apparently. So, like, do whatever you want. No, wait, when you say hoverboard, do you mean, like, the fake nonsense ones that catch fire that we have now? No, I mean, I mean that it's got, I mean a pet board like fucking, uh, Griff has. It's got little jets on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with the hoverboard then. Yeah, yeah that's fuck the right yeah. Choice. So you're your, uh, I will say that the hoverboards are technically owned by uh, your uh, your company, and so you have to collect them when you begin your shift. Um, okay. So you don't so have I it on you right now. now, but I'm I'm happy for you to to borrow one from work later. Oh, actually, I'll I'll put it to you. Have you borrowed one from work? Um. Maybe I better I better say no because I'm trying to lay low and stealing from my employer probably isn't uh, it's probably a good way to get caught and have the cops called on me. Flashback to one of your like military trainers in the Icarus lab, like whipping you for having stolen like an extra ration of like some protein bar. Just be like no thieving. Uh, yeah. Um, look, it's fucking Icarus Lab was horrible. They oh, no, incinerated the failed candidates. Um, you're, you're doing so. a good job of driving that home. That's why I'm, and I don't, I don't mean that sarcastically. I, I like yeah. it. It's just, ugh, I hate them. You have all this freedom now. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're walking to the train station, and I assume that you're talking to one another 
about the about how you plan to get the money. We can either have this conversation in character or we can abstract it. It is up to you two what you want to do. Uh, so one other out of character question: Is there a day night cycle on the station? Is there th- the uh, yeah? There's a thirty day um, uh, cycle, a thirty hour sorry cycle um, in oh. clock that the um, outer districts are based on, and the inner districts run on a twenty four hour clock. Um, <laughs> and if you yeah, which is to say that so there are three, which is to. S- well, so effectively what that means is everyone lives on 24-hour time, but all of the work shifts uh, for heavy industry and stuff in New Heaven are based on 10-hour, or on three 10-hour um, shift cycles. Um, so, like, if you work in the plants, every shift you have is 10 hours long. If you work on the docks, every shift you have is 10 hours long. Um, if yeah, you sure. work on one of the, tra- if you work on one of the, like the heavy freight, 10 hour shifts, um, 10 hour shift okay. so, for $50. <laughs> so I was asking because what, one of my ideas was maybe, you know, stealing some goods from the docks tonight, quote unquote, but it sounds like mm-hmm. there's just always a work shift there. So it's going to be the yeah, same level of busy. All, the no docks is, time it is a constant act. Uh, constant okay. um, hive of activity. Gotcha. Uh, Centro so has downtime, though, for example. Mm-hmm. And Centro's rich. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, so what are, we, what are we doing? What are we chatting about? So, any ideas? Santiel says. Uh, well, uh, every once in a while I get a real expensive-looking package, but I, I, you know, that would just be luck. Well, where do you deliver them to? That depends on who bought them and where they're going. You know, it's uh, wouldn't be hard for a package to get lost in transit, but um, I'm, I'm not. I would say more likely than not, anything I'm going to be delivering today won't total near eight hundred dollars. I mean, I know for sure I've delivered packages that were worth more than that, but very rarely. Well, I mean, if we go for goods, we're going to have to fence them, and that's a whole other thing. We can just try to go for cash, but that might be slightly harder to come by. Yeah, people are pretty protective of it. Yeah. I I was asking about the packages, because even if you don't, even if a package doesn't go missing, maybe uh, if there's a wealthy person you deliver, excuse me, if there's a wealthy person you deliver to, we could... Go pay them a visit later. Well, that would certainly be an option, uh, but it would depend on how my shift goes. I could, you know, spend the day delivering cat food. Or maybe I'll get a diamond watch, but probably the cat food. I mean, I, I would scope out things at the docks, but that they, you know, they check us going in and out and it's always busy there. It would be real hard to find a quiet place to nick something. It might be better um, off if, if we both picked somewhere we didn't work. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, I have a suggestion. Because mm-hmm. um, while 
it, it sounds like you're looking for a lead. Um, one of the things that you can do in this game is you can call on aid from friends and family. Um, and mm-hmm. aid can be like introducing you to the right person, uh, or it can be like gossip, or it can be like giving you money. Um, but it's so you could try and you use a point of aid for this session uh, to uh, to get a lead. Uh, I know. We'll ask Uncle Lauren to borrow the money. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess that would be Mateo. Um, yeah, you could talk to Mateo, the grocer. Um, how many friend aid do you get per session? It's three, right? Uh, it's three, yeah. Yeah. So you could ask, uh, you could go talk to Uncle Mateo. Is Mateo known for having leads on uh, on criminal stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, Mateo's got so. a lot of fresh vegetables in his, uh, in his grocer. I'm guessing those are hard to come by around here. This is true. They're not, uh, mm. like, super expensive, because the plants have, like, grow houses and stuff in them. The plants being, like, the big, huge factory place. Um, uh-huh. uh, but, yeah, we could definitely say that Mateo, being a savvy, uh, community-minded businessman, might know... Uh, might have a lead for you. Uh, you can go down there and, and ask my Uncle Mateo. Oh, God, what if Uncle Mateo is, uh, like, a member of the fucking mafia? <laughs> for so, Uncle, Mateo, picturing... we need, Uncle Mateo, we need work. It's like, ah. Gum with I'm me, picturing. Too. I'm picturing Mateo as, like, a 60-ish year old Latino man with, like, a big walrus mustache and a bit of a pot belly. Uh, I was probably wearing an Mateo apron. Is, uh, I was imagining Mateo is Eastern European, but either one is fine. Oh, okay, yeah. E- either way, it's it's the mustache and the pot belly that I'm really picturing. Yeah, like like a jo- like a jolly, hey, welcome to the shop, kind of guy. Do we want to do that? Uh, how do you feel about that, Chris? I I mean I don't have anything better, so that sounds good to me. Yeah. Cool. So we spend an aid, and then we transition to you walking into Uncle Teo's shop, and he greets you. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, I don't have uh, Uncle Lauren's delivery yet. Uh, I was I was counting on you picking it up after your shift. But uh, if you want, I can get one of the one of the shop assistants to rush that. Lisa. <laughs> oh no no Mateo no it's it's fine. No, we're, we're not here for that. Back. What do you want, Mateo? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Uh, cost, cost, come in, come in, come in. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you need? What do you need? And he, like, you know, takes his apron off and comes out from behind the, the register uh, to have a chat to you quickly. Uh, what, what can I do? What can I do for you two? Well, uh, I'm not sure how to put this delicately, but... Uh, Uncle Lauren has is having some has having some trouble with H and S. They uh, say no more, say no more, say no more. I give you the groceries for free this month. You pay me back later today. Oh, well, that's groceries for that, free that's, today. <laughs> that's that's very kind, Matteo. But uh, we need a bit more scratch than just the grocery bill. Uh, I was wondering, or we were wondering, if you 
maybe knew anyone who uh, recently or maybe not so recently came into possession of some oh. things that... I see. 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 All right. Here's what I'm going to do for you. And he goes behind the counter. And you see him grab his notepad. And he writes down. You go down to the plants. You go to you go to plant three. You go down to uh, steel infrastructure extrusion on level 25 uh, Pentagon. Uh, and you you talk. You talk to, uh, you, God, what is her name? I can only remember that I call her the fat bitch. Uh, <clears throat> we probably shouldn't do that. No, that is, yeah, you wouldn't understand. Used to be a drag performer. Amazing voice. She performed as the fat bitch. Um, oh. Fantastic act. Oh, you used to used to play down by the patch when we do little community things there. Ah, amazing. Love love Fat Beach. Such an amazing performer. An amazing voice. The Arias. Um You know, the Australian Music Industry Awards. Um Oh yes. Bree. <laughs> uh, uh, Bree. Bree is her name. <laughs> Struggling Three, to okay. remember these things. I'm so old, you see. Oh, yo, you're uh, you're a spring chicken, Mateo. You go down. You talk to Bree. She finds you some work. Was he? Was he, he like his, writing down? He the taps directions his for nose. Us? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He writes down the directions and like uh, and stuff like that. Um, and he taps the, his the nose. Security he training says work. Yeah, the, the security training that they receive makes uh, Santiago like twitch. As he very obviously writes down incredibly incriminating evidence. Uh, yeah, there's uh, just no OPSEC here. Yeah. Uh, so Santiel uh, takes the paper. Uh, thank you, Mateo. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, as you go to leave, Naraya... Can I uh, um, make a suggestion? We look over the paper sure. real quick and then light it on fire. Sure, you can do that. I don't see any reason why your characters wouldn't be extremely skilled at memorizing details. And paranoid as hell. <laughs> um, as, uh, as you go to leave, uh, Naraya, um, Mateo knows that you love a particular kind of food and is, uh, what is that food? Oh, uh,. Something that you had never had before until you got out of the lab. Let's it could say, be a fruit, it could be a, a yeah, huge I'm, I'm meat. Some sort of fruit, maybe a peach. So he throws you a can of peaches, which is the closest thing to fresh peaches you'll find on the station. Uh, he's like, I got this in just for you. Oh, he sounded a great. little bit like Mario there, which was an accident. He said, "Just <laughs> for you." <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a me, Matteo. Uh, this is this is wonderful. Um, I I gave my last five dollars to uh, Uncle Lauren. No, 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 no. You keep you keep it. You keep it. It is for you, a beautiful young uh, young girl like you. You need to be eating your your fruit. Uh, we see, like, Lisa look at him, he's like, how come I never get any gifts? <laughs> uh, Lisa being, like, his daughter. 
It's like, how come I never get to have free food? No free food from the store. The store is for business. It's not your lunchbox. And they get into an argument, a playful argument as you leave. That's the, my mum used to uh, run a general store and that was always the thing. I was never allowed any candy because you had to pay for the candy because it was work. It was from work. You don't get it for free just because you work there. (laughs) So all my friends from town would come into the store and like with their pocket money and like buy uh, candy and stuff. And I, I didn't have pocket money and my mum was dirt poor. So I never got to have anything from the store. that we owned. Hey. You got to watch all your friends enjoy it. That's probably... You got almost... to watch all my friends <laughs> eat fucking candy. Anyway. Here's that candy you once... gave us. Aren't, aren't you going to have any? No. <laughs> no. I think once I was allowed a Dr. Pepper because no one in the town liked Ooh. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was not very popular in the 90s, I'll tell you that. Lots of Australians were like, oh, this is revolting. It was not popular back then. (laughs) Especially not in... Yeah, it was brand new in the 90s in Australia. Like, it never been imported before. Anyway, moving on. We go down to the dock. Well, not to the docks. We go down to the plants. So the plants are these, like, factory... Huge factory complexes that are embedded into the station infrastructure. They kind of extend above and below the main like mass disc of the of the station uh think almost like huge smokestacks extending into the void of space um they are mostly uh sealed for environment um but yeah it's a lot of like tight warrens and there are some large corridors for like trucks and stuff to come in um and move stuff around the town uh, around the city. sounds like ryan would love it yeah <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you, 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 uh, work your way down, uh, to this, like, um, to this, like, factory plant, uh, where they've got, like, um, a whole row of automated trucks are being loaded up with various pieces of extruded steel and aluminium and stuff. Um, and as you walk up, to the gate, there's some, like, security guard there, he's like, whoa, 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 who are you? You don't work here, I know you don't work here, I know everybody that works here, and you do not work here. So, who are you? Uh, we are here to see Bree. Oh. Well, in that case, come right on in. And then he, like, smacks you, not, like, not hard, but in a, like, Mm -hmm. you think I'm some kind of sucker? (laughs) Uh, he, like, stacks, uh, sort of jabs you with a nightstick into your stomach. He's like, you think I just let someone in here because they claim to know who Bree is? Hmm. Well. Uh, how do you want to play this, Chris? I'm going to offer him a peach. Or a slice of peach, I guess. No. Uh, Pete, you offer him, like, some peaches from this can do you, of do, do you like peaches? And I'll hold the can out to him. Which right, I, so, uh, I've already opened and been snacking on. Yeah, so we have arrived at our first uh, obstacle. Um, in this game, when something stands in your way, uh, we call that an obstacle. This is the main way that you interact with the mechanics of the game, basically, other than spending aid. Um, so, obstacle. 
this guard doesn't want to let you into the plant. Either he doesn't believe you, or he just is interested in hassling you for the sake of it. Uh, but yeah, obstacle does not want to let you in. So what is your, what are you, how are you going to try and convince him to let you in? What's your approach? And your approach, you describe how you're hoping to convince this, how you're going to try and overcome the obstacle. You don't really have to try and convince the guard, it's just how you want to get past this obstacle. Um, and you can invoke your skills or your powers to try and do that, or you can offer him peaches and kindness. Um, <laughs> it's totally up to you. Um, I, I you'll, guess you'll I notice could you also, don't... uh, I could also yeah. kind of play up the, oh, would you like to try my peach? Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. X card. Not for me. Thank you. Fair enough. I'm not. I'm not here for nineteen-year-old lab escapee tries to seduce seduce the guard, <laughs> seduce security guard. I'm not about it. Oh, then maybe he just likes regular peaches. Maybe he does just like regular peaches. Um, do you want to try that? I mean, yeah, I'll still offer him the peach. The sure. Uh, is, is this? Are you invoking any earthly skills for this, or are you just going to try kindness and, and a raw roll? Yeah, I'm just going to try and be nice for at first, I guess. Cool. All right, well, let's build you a dice pool. Um, dice pool, by default, is 2d10. This is because you're superhuman, so you're better at doing stuff just in general. Um, you don't have a relevant skill. Uh, uh, well, I guess manipulation might be relevant now that I'm looking at them. You could try and invoke manipulation if you wanted to. I mean, he doesn't want to let us in. I'm trying to get him to let us in. So that it's is a pretty soft manipulation, I would say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Offering him a piece of fruit is, isn't that manipulative. I mean, it's a very, it's uh, yeah, it's not likely to have great effect. Um, but you can okay. try it. Um, and I will give you... Actually, if you're going to use manipulation, I'm not going to give you a bonus die, because uh, the peach isn't working as a tool to aid you in this situation. It's making the manipulation possible. In the same way that if you offered someone money for a bribe, that's manipulation. Uh, you don't get a bonus for offering them a bribe. Does that make sense? Like, the money is the thing yeah. facilitating the action being possible. Um, gun doesn't give you a bonus die to shoot people unless the gun is particularly, like, remarkable. Um, Alright, uh, so you're rolling 3d6 and you need to spend right. an earthly skill point. 3d10, right? Yes, 3d10. I said d6, okay. didn't I? 3d10. It would, be, it would just be hard to get a, a 7 or higher out of d6. Yeah, I was thinking of Black Skies of Babylon. <laughs> I'm spending one of those points right now. Oh, been writing a lot of dice pool games. Yeah. What'd you get? Nothing. It, it's, I have to get above a 7 on one of the dice, right? I got a 2, 5, and a 3, so nothing. Damn. All right, so Ouch. they, they yeah, pull one no. of the peaches from the can. It's like, hmm. Tasty, syrupy, not too sweet, but definitely sweet. Um, delicious, fantastic. I'm still not letting you in. Do you think you're going to win me over with a random peach? 
Can we tell? Like, how old does this guy? Does he look? How how old does this guy look? Like thirties, if oh, that. Okay. Maybe younger. Maybe like twenty five. He's an old uh, twenty five. That's what I'll say. Yeah. He looks worn. Hmm. Um. I guess. Um. And as he's saying that, he's sort of like. We see, like, another... A few people walking over. Um, one of them looks like a foreman. Um, so he puts his hands on the shoulders, like, who the... F- what the fuck are you doing? Who are these people? He's like, oh, I was just... I was just telling them that... I was just making sure that the site was secure. Um, and he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Who are they? It's like, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that far yet, actually. Uh, so you don't actually know if they're allowed on site. It's like, well, they just sort of rocked up and said that they were here to see, uh-huh. It's like, um, and then they sort of, the guard turns and walks away. <laughs> and this oh. huge muscular woman is standing in front of you. Um, uh, and she says, so, who are you, and what are you doing here? And you can see a name tag on her, on her overalls that says, Bree, Site Foreman. Uh, well, my name is, uh, Santana. This is my friend Max, uh, I'll, uh, Mateo I'll offer her a peach as well. Wouldn't you, this is Max, peach? <laughs> When you uh, say mutual... Santana, she, like, plays a little bit of air guitar. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Um, I don't know if your uh, character would, but we get it. Yeah. Oh, I was, I feel like, I feel like my character gets that sort of thing a lot, but doesn't understand what it is. Yeah, I get it. Music is, uh, <laughs> has an S in it. Music is a thing that exists. Um... Yeah, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Mateo, uh, sent us over. Said, uh, you, Bree, might be able to help us find some work. Ah, oh, Mateo, I remember Mateo. Oh. Mm, ships in the night. Uh, sure, what kind of work are you looking for? Um, the... It's at this point, as you're looking around... $800... <laughs> I will give you I will give you this for free because uh mm-hmm. you would just be trained to passively notice this. Uh and also it's not an obstacle, so we wouldn't roll. It's just is a thing that I will that you would notice because you're trained in surveillance and stuff. Um mm-hmm. there's a bunch of cameras around the plants. Um that's just standard procedure. This these are vitally important industries. Um yeah. uh, all of the Security cameras around this place are fucking smashed in. Um, hmm. They look like they have been... Some of them look melted with oxy torches. Other ones just look like they've been bashed with uh, with bats and clubs. Um, and you also notice that there is a... Uh, um, what is the word... Uh, Brie has a tattoo on on her arm of the uh, of the Jovian Free Army flag, which is a quote unquote terrorist organization that was uh, mm. that was bravely uh, 
dismantled by uh, the uh, by the uh, Jovian uh, frontier uh, force. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the army of the um, of the authority, basically the barons that took over Jupiter. Um, they claim that the that the that the uh, the Jovian Free Army no longer exists. Um, uh, that's prob that's not true. That's a well known not true thing. The Jovian Free Army like has a is a is basically a union a militant a militant union uh you know you would know them very well because they just everyone on the docks is like a member gotcha um it's just a thing people know and the 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 city council and EarthGov like to say that uh that that group was was disbanded disbanded and removed and no longer exists um any talk of that terrorist organization will not be tolerated. Um, yeah, this place is this place is union proud. Gotcha. All right. Um, uh, I, so, so yeah, no so, need to uh, be, we'll be fearful about talking openly. Basically. Gotcha. Uh, well, we're looking for a little off the books work. We need to make some scratch to get the to get H and S off our uh, friends' back. Mm, all right. Look, uh, I'm happy to put in a good word for you, um, but uh, I don't I don't know if we've got any work, especially for non-union um, contractors like yourselves. Uh, uh, would I have uh, joined the union I, in my time at the docks, or am I not like not long enough I don't yet? Th- you might be a member of. The like dock workers union uh, or gotcha. whatever. I don't think you're a member of the of the uh, of the free uh, free frontier no, army. No, okay, yeah. um, not the union, a union. Yeah, not the union, which is definitely what they. That's that's actually. I would say the subtext is uh, more that you're not known to her, so she isn't super inclined to like put in a good word and put you on some, like, super, um, awesome, like, high-paying, lucrative mission against, uh, against the state, um, she, she's basically, like, saying, yes, I will honor my obligations to Mateo as a, as a member of the community, and I will, like, I will keep an eye out for work that could use you, but... Uh, at this point, I know that you are two young people who are interested in doing crime. Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't really know much else about you. Well, maybe uh, so. Uh... Ob- oh. Actually, let's present this as an obstacle because then you can do some mechanics at it. Um, mm-hmm. So, obstacle. She trusts you enough to put in a good word, but not enough to put you on a job right now. Uh, So, Obstacle, how are you going to convince her that, uh, or rather, Obstacle, how are you going to get her to give you a score? That's what you need. You need a score. Uh, You don't even really need it to be a job. You just need a lead on a score. 
Uh, okay, I have I have an idea. Um, so you said sure. that all the the cameras and things around here are all busted up. Can yeah. I use my security evaluation skill to find one that they missed, or like a, a well hidden camera that they don't know about, and deactivate it for them? Sure, I'm, I'm like, up for that. Like, so well, your 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 approach is to show that you have uh, better uh, you have security skills that are lacking in their in her immediate organization. That's your yeah. your approach. I, I want I want to give her something. I'm going to yeah. give her this you know camera. That sounds like you yeah. are using your uh, uh, skill specialty. Yeah. So that's four D ten. Yep, and you need to spend me a point from your right. earthly skill pool. All right, so I roll four D ten. Let's see what happens. That one D ten. That's a nothing. Four, six, two, and three. Oof. <laughs> All right. As you 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 walk around, you you're, you you. You're sort of like saying, well, yeah, that's fair. I know that we're not, um, actually better to just ask you. What are you saying as you nonchalantly walk over to this hidden working security camera that you've discovered and you disable it? What are you talking about as you do that? Um, oh, I failed. I know. Okay. Uh, so I, you, I, you I are failing forward, my dear friend. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Santiel walks over to uh, one of the... Uh, there's like a, a lamppost that has a busted camera on it, but right like behind and kind of above that camera is a very small uh, another lens that's been planted there uh, that's pointing kind of at the front door of the building. Uh, and he says, yeah, I mean... You're right. You don't. You don't have any reason to necessarily trust us, but uh, you just need to know what we can offer. And he uh, jumps up and like grabs the obscured wire and yanks the thing out, and then walks. Uh, just you know, walks over and hands it over to Bree. As you hand it over, Bree's like, "Well, thank you so much for destroying our own camera." Yeah, I realized at the character, I realized as soon as I grabbed, like, oh, that's their camera. Yeah. Um, she sort of, like, shoves it in her pocket, because, like, what else is she going to do with it? It's like, I realize that you're trying to impress me uh, by showing off your knowledge of security systems or whatever, uh, but mostly you've just sort of pissed me off um look I'll that. find you work or whatever but uh uh yeah you're you know you just need to wait your turn basically it'll come up when I have a use for you she goes to turn away uh high stakes obstacle here um you need to pay this debt Today, um, it's just a car alarm going off in the distance. Um, you need to pay this debt today. Uh, you don't have time to wait like a week or a month for a for some for for Bree to have a use for you. You need a score now. 
Um, so, Obstacle, how are you going to get Bree to give you just any fucking lead? Well, what if we what if we offered to do something for her for free later? Like that, you give that's us this exactly what today. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. And the give one us that, this the now next one you find. Yeah. Yep. On the house. Sure. What are you going to say and or what are you well, what are we I, using I for this? This is an that. obstacle, so you have to roll. Uh, I guess it would be manipulation. Sure. Um. Be like, look, I, Chris, do you have manipulation? No. Target I mean, you technically all have manipulation, but yes. Right, yeah. if you're trained specialty. I'll be like, look, yeah, yeah. we're we're in a bind. You know, we, we have to get this payment today or else NNS is going to, or HNS is going to kick us out of our apartment. So if we, we don't need a lot, like, like a thousand bucks. So if you could just give us something now, the next time you need our skill sets, it's free on the house. Whatever you need us to do. We you you get everything. Uh sure. You're gonna try manipulation, so that's three D six spend a skills point. Three D ten spend a skill point. Fucking three D six. Fucking Black Come Skies on, from Babylon something. has fucked me. <laughs> I've designed hey. too many games. How'd you go? Uh I got an eight. Nice, that's enough. Yep. Um She pauses. It's like, you kids must be really desperate. Unfortunately. All right, here's, here's what I need you to do. There's this ship that's been parked down on the docks for fucking ages. You've probably heard of it. It's called the Wrath. Um, it's spelled R-A-T-H. Uh, you mean nothing to me. Your burnable assets, we're not connected in any way. I'm not emotionally entangled with you. You want to prove yourself? Get inside, find out what's in there, report back. I'll give you a thousand dollars. Payment upon delivery. If I don't hear back from you uh, by sunrise, I'll make sure Lauren gets the money. Well, okay. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I uh, as a dock worker, I know I have heard of the wrath. Um, yes, because it's just been there. Um, yes, the wrath has been sitting there for years. Um, I'm going to assume that this session, if it were in part of a campaign, would be pretty early in the campaign, so I won't divulge any more information about the wrath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the wrath is a like campaign important location. <laughs> Uh, out of character. Um, yeah. Uh, but right, yeah, it's so this old-looking, yeah. like, um, sh- uh, it's an old freighter ship um, used for hauling uh, a long-haul cargo uh, freighter in particular. So for hauling huge amounts of um, ore or whatever or goods from Earth to the outer system, or outer system to Earth. Um, primarily configured to take containers, as opposed to, like, it's not like a volatiles platform, it's not like an oil tanker or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I mean, that's I your lead. to the docks, yeah. 
uh, and she backs away. And at this point, I'll ask, how much time do we have left to play? Uh, I'm good for another hour or so. Chris, Chris? you yeah, said I'm, that you I'm might fine. Have... Yeah, I was, I'm going to go somewhere, but the store's up until, I think, midnight, so I'm good. All right, I'm just checking because I don't want to go over time. I'm going to go for another... I'm going to go till uh, half hour at the next hour, so it's one thirty for me right now, so 2.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, cool. Um, all right, in which case, um, I guess we cut to... Uh, oh, actually... Um, uh, I, w- I would normally just transition us to we're at the docks, we're about to head to the Wrath. Um, mm-hmm. However, are you going to do any kind of preparation? Is there any kind of equipment you're going to need uh, or-, or take with you? You don't really know anything about this ship. It's basically a ghost ship that's parked in the docks for ages. Um, and no one's... Uh, <laughs> and it's... Uh, yeah. It pay, it's paid up for dock fees, uh, which is why it's never been sent to the shipbreaker. But that could just mean that, like, it's automatically being paid by some corporation, like, who doesn't even realise it's parked there. Like, or maybe it's full of nuclear waste and it's just been parked there so that they don't have to deal with it because the dock fees are infinitesimal compared to, like paying to deal with a with like a toxic uh radioactive hazard um uh there's lots of like stories about what it could be like oh it's it's like a police uh black site and they they take people in there for interrogation or uh or uh you know like oh it's actually a secret warship of the of the people's frontier and they're they're secretly outfitting it to uh, to run the blockade and uh, and free us from EarthGov tyranny. It's like, we don't need to be free from EarthGov tyranny. We need to be free from fucking the council's tyranny. We've got our own problems. We don't, need to to worry. we don't need to worry about EarthGov. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of dock worker stories about this, uh, but nothing mm-hmm. concrete. Uh, I would say we'd probably want, like, flashlights, because uh, who knows what it's like sure. in there, and... Some kind of B and E kit, like um, something I to get past the doors. Maybe some sort. Of, it's a. It's a. Sh- oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm. You're saying ship, and I'm thinking of like a boat, but it's not a boat. Never mind. <laughs> it's a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a train. <laughs> it's like a train in space. Um, yep. Yeah. So I guess some sort of like cutter or crowbar or little hacking device in case the electronic the locks are electronic or like mechanical i'm sure i am willing to give binoculars to check it out from afar you won't be able to do that you're a space space station um yeah any you won't need binoculars to to do that basically uh, binoculars would be non-helpful. I don't. I wouldn't imagine many people on this space station even own binoculars. You'd see telescopes from time to time, um, mm. because people would like go to inner dock yeah. or even to some of the windows on outer dock and like watch the sky. But uh, yeah, I'll just tie two telescopes together then. Binoculars. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> binoculars would probably this isn't really useful but binoculars would exist because like i bet there's birds and stuff in centro yeah i was um, thinking like if it's like a forest not forest but 
you know, trees. Well, gateway, things. gateway, definitely. Um, and yeah, so there would be, binoculars wouldn't be unheard of, but I, but I don't think they would be useful in the way that you're thinking of, um, because yeah, no. you're, it's it's imagine it's it's the docks, but for the purposes of gameplay, it's essentially like an airport terminal. Um, mm, okay. and you'd be, you'd pretty much, you're either, you're either going for a spacewalk or you're just walking up to the front door. Um, those are pretty much the two approaches. Um, I'm willing to give you simple tools like crowbars. I'm not willing to give you like a fucking, um, wire, ha- wire, uh, patch kit for like hacking and shit. Um, okay. I just don't think you would have those and you don't really have the w- network for it yet. Would I know from working on the docks, is it a mechanical door, or is it something we would have to hack? You won't have to hack it. Um, I'll, okay. I'll give you that for... F- well, actually, so here's the thing. Uh, if you did have to hack it, you are trained in uh, stuff like that that would be covered by breaking and entering, um, and also you have hacking. Um, you, oh, if- breaking and entering is the whole thing. Any- okay. Breaking and entering is a is a, is a skill that you have access yeah. to. So breaking and entering is covered by a skill, uh, but also hacking is covered by a skill. You you won't need a hacking tool. You'll probably be able to hack the the door uh, by using like known exploits and stuff like that. So like you might be able to like, gotcha. type okay. in a code or like get a knife, pry the face off, and like hotwire it. Like it won't mm-hmm. be. It's not going to be. Th- it's unlikely to be super secure. Um, and we'll deal with that when we get to it. You will okay. be able to hack right. it if if that is an approach you want to do. You won't need a special tool um, because not uh, all hacking well, in that case, is like yeah. getting on the computer. Like a so like a crowbar, uh, flashlights, and uh, um, I would assume because <clears throat> because we're in space, there's probably like emergency uh, emergency oxygen canisters you can get, like in case there's depressurization. You know, you've got whatever. 15 minutes of yeah, this thing. Yeah, I, I would imagine that dock workers get those at the beginning of their shifts if your, uh, if your um, contractor mm-hmm. is uh, well-paying. Well, not well-paying, yeah. but, like, is up to code. Um, other people might not. But, yeah, I reckon yeah. you could acquire those. Uh, it would it would give you an extra few... It would give you, like, an extra minute of... Uh, you'd be able to survive in depressurization. You won't be able to go outside. Yeah. Um, unless you've got obsidian skin, that makes you void proof. <laughs> yeah, I've got that, actually. Yeah. So I'm fine. Depressurize all I you mean, want. Yeah, yeah indeed. You, in which case, probably only Alex has the gas thing. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you don't need void it. Because so, skin yeah. cut would cover, like, you don't need to breathe. Uh, cool. So we're at the docks, then. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, it's sort of like an airport terminal. Um, so you have this long corridor and then these small corridors pulling off of that, that head to, uh, the ships. Um, and they have, uh, these corridors have like, uh, it's like wide enough for a, like, truck to go down, um, the corridor, but it's pretty tight, but all the trucks are robot driven anyway. Um... Uh, and there's a large door towards the back, normally for like loading cargo into a vehicle, into a ship, if it's got an mm-hmm. internal capacity. Um, 
and then there's a forward door that is uh, for the crew service. Both of those things are mostly only used in this context for doing, like, um, for, like, bringing food and crew supplies on board, um, for a large container ship like the, like the Wrath, um, all of the, like, main cargo would normally be loaded outside in space by spacewalkers and, uh, and, and, uh, little shuttles and stuff. Essentially, mm-hmm. space shuttle forklifts, um, right? Um, yeah. whereas this corridor would be for accessing the internal spaces of the RAF. Um, again, spelled R-A-T-H. Um, no, I just realized we probably would like to take a camera with us if she wants to know what's inside. The best thing to do might be she'll, to take oh, She'll settle for you telling her. But um, if we could get a camera, why not? I would imagine you have smartphone equivalents. Nah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. You got them little glass slates from, from the Expanse. <laughs> I do love those things. It okay. is just um, a smartphone, except the whole thing is clear. Like it's brilliant. It's, it's yep. It doesn't have like that much like sci-fi stuff, except that it's like really high powered. Like it's really good at doing crazy calculations. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, just show me these orbital flight mechanics, please. Yeah. While I'm walking to work. Um, are the are that the tunnels the the paths to these doors are they uh, monitored? Are there cameras? There would be cameras, but like this is the docks. You are a dock worker. You could just walk right up. There's no, there's, there'd be security guards patrolling, but like there's no one standing there watching. The wrath is abandoned. Like right. no one cares. Okay. Um, All right. And then you'd get down to the, and as you approach like the crew door that's towards the front, uh, you see that there's like a big, um, there's a whole bunch of stickers on it. And that looks like years of stickers. So, like, there's, like, a quarantine sticker, and then there's, a, then there's like, an impound sticker. Um, there's a few impound stickers. There's, like, a security warning sticker. And they're all, like, either peeling off or, like, all faded and really old. Um, uh, and they're just all over this door. And right now in front of it, there's actually, like... Um, you know, like, those crime scene... The crime scene tape... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's non-crime yeah. scene versions of that. So there's like hazard tape for like we've cordoned off this area because it's slippery, right? Uh, and yep. it's basically that. There's like janitor's warning tape over this door, <laughs> um, which is weird, but also like whatever. Uh, and you can see that there's a sticker. There's a sticker that kind of looks like a form over the electronic access pad on the on the door. Um, and this, and it basically says like, notice of overdue, uh, dock fees, um, blah, 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 it's just a bunch of legalese saying like, you need to move your huh. ship or we're going to not let you move your ship. Yeah, it's that the, makes sense. It's the thrust of it. All right. Uh, Santana or Santiel turns to Naraya and says, I think the door is your specialty. Oh. All right. Obstacle. Uh, you need to get this door open. <laughs> What's your approach? All right. So, not sure how this is my specialty. I'm good at not getting caught, but uh, 
character. I'm thinking there's got to be... He just sort of taps you. He was like, this is your specialty. He's like, I don't have hacking. Yeah. I mean, we. I guess we all have hacking, so I, I guess that's what I yes, probably but you're, need. Sure you didn't excel at it, I guess. I've... Yeah, no, I I'm picked just, stealth and I was thinking the... about picking hacking before, which is probably why Alex said that, but I oh, actually yeah. decided just, against it. Just a, just a flashback to, like... Being in like a uh, a horribly uh, just flashback to like a, a classroom, essentially a bare bones classroom, and you're all just like over computers, and there's just some like dude being like, no, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? That is the wrong exploit for this kind of mainframe system. It's just like lecturing you on how much you all suck at hacking and then goes, number seven, do you want to get up in front of the class and show them all how it's done? And then like the one, you know, you remember number seven being really good at hacking. It's like, fuck, where's number seven now? Oh, I thought I thought you took hacking, Chris. I'm sorry. No, no, I I changed my mind. I did did say that earlier when I I was deciding between stealth and hacking. And I actually went with stealth, but oh, okay. I'll well, try it I'm, anyway. I have, I have yeah, a, I, an ear. If I, I have this ability, an ear for thoughts, is that basically good for against people, or is that something like I could hear the the debug code from the keypad and know what to press to turn it into to put it into debug mode? I like your thinking, but I don't. I think that a computer that this kind of computer doesn't have thoughts. Yeah. Okay. If I helped him, would that give him an extra die? It would give like, him. Would an extra I be die. a tool in that case? Yes, you can use yourself as a tool to aid. Okay. Well, I will help you then. All right. Cool. So, so you're what, both you both trained in hacking. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be four dice. Um. In which case, however, I am going to say that both of you need to spend a skill point. Because, okay, Alex, okay. you are also drawing on your knowledge to contribute. Fair enough. All right, so 4d10. And I got I got an 8, so... Nice. Good. Uh, yeah, you pull that other qu- cloth aside. Other question from yep. before, though. Would you consider, yep. uh, when I <coughs> was pulling the camera down, was that me showing off and uh, with that recharge my earthly skills or is that not show offy enough i think that would have counted so you can be at 12 instead right. of 13 oh uh, 12, and is eating a peach dessert uh, count as indulging in pe- earthly delights uh, actually i think it would uh so yeah you can be up one all right uh so what the what those two are talking about there is that you have obviously we've been talking about spending skill points when using their abilities their skills to try and get past stuff um, those skill pools fully refresh when they do one of uh, a few things. Um, the list is for earthly skills is full refresh when you show off, you indulge in earthly delights, or you hurt the authority. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yep. So they showed it. They showed off definitely, and I would count eating peaches as indulging in earthly delights, especially because it's your favorite food. All right, so this um, this is going to work. I'm going to say, I look at the uh, the um, the brand name of the 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 keypad on the door, and I go, "Oh, I know this one." And I press and hold in like the pound key and the clear key, and I hold it for like five seconds. There's a little beep, and I press the one key like five times, 
and it just the screen flash is debugged and there's a little menu and I just go through it till it says door open and I press enter. Yeah, as the door opens, the stickers and stuff um the the string, yeah, the stickers and stuff and the string across the door rips um and then you sort of like feel the air uh rush out and weirdly it's not stale, and I will point out that that is weird, because, like, hasn't this thing been sitting for fucking... If a spaceship had been sitting for, like, a month, it would be stale air coming out. This thing's apparently yeah. been sitting here for years, and it's not stale air, it just smells like the rest of the station. Well, that means it's life support's probably still running, or at least the air recycler, so that's a little disconcerting. And ahead of you is a uh, is sort of like an antechamber airlock situation. You see some like uh, like workmen's uh, spacesuits there, like the kind that long haul flyers would have. Um, you see uh, some like dust on them and stuff. Um, there's dust on a lot of stuff in this room. Uh, the floor, though, is like a grate. It's like a grated floor, like stuff can fall through it. Now, that might be mm-hmm. for, um, like, decompression, so, like, air might come through. But you will notice that there's no dust on the floor. Um, okay. I'll give that to you for free as well. And then the inner door is... Uh, is just like a hand crank to to open. Is the is the anti, is the airlock big enough for both of us, or do we have to go one at a time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big enough for like a full okay. work team. Five men could stand. Oh, in here. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. So we'll, five men we'll go could in. stand in here and put on spacesuits together. Oh, so okay. yeah, plenty of room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll go in. I guess close the outer door behind us, just in case anyone mm-hmm. comes by or decides to look at the security feed. Uh, yep. And then a spin open Maybe, the uh, inner door. You, you want to open the door and I'll go first since I've got stealth and evasion this way. If there's sure. anything to evade, can I come uh, I'll have first? I have my crowbar out just as like a yep. a wacky a wacky wow a club. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> a wackier, uh, a, a wacky. Wacker. Yeah, just in case it needs a wacky yeah, yeah. anything. Oh yeah, so I'll spin oh, open the wacky. the inner airlock and push it, and then let uh, uh, Naraya go. Sure. Naraya, obstacle. Um, there could be cameras. Uh, so, I'm You know, I was thinking about that. You said there are spacesuits there. They have, you know, helmets, right? That would cover our face? Or I guess they're probably got clear. You'd still be able to see our faces. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty clear. You'd they're see not, like, face. mirrored. Okay. Um, they probably have, um, gold visors that can be pulled down, except you would know that any, uh, that cameras in this era can see through that, because if visible okay. light can pass through, visible light can pass out, uh, they can just adjust the band, uh, the, they capture in a wide enough band spectrum of light, wider than, uh, than, uh, than, what is the word I'm looking for? than human visual range, that they'd be able to see through the gold uh, gold reflective surface. Okay, so no no useful there. Uh, We probably should have said masks when we were thinking about what to get earlier. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm willing to say that you've got balaclavas. I'm happy with that. That's pretty trivial. All right. Okay. Thank you. I mean, also, it is, it's worth noting, we assume that you're competent in this game. You are, like, you're doing a thing that you're trained to do, so I'm not gonna be like, oh, obvious mistake! Like, yeah, you're right, you would have brought balaclavas. We are not trained thieves, but your characters are. Alright, so maybe, um, the door creaks open a little bit, and I'll, uh, stick my cam- my phone through in camera mode first, and look around the corner and see if there's... Try to pick out any cameras or any any people. I'm not assuming there will be, but I'm checking anyway. Or anything cool. that and I should be avoiding. And you're using stealth and evasion to try and... Yes. Yeah, cool. I would also allow right. target surveillance for this, because this is a bit like I'm checking for cameras. Okay, well, I've got that too, so... Yeah, that's I, why But I, I only get to use one, so it doesn't really change when I'm rolling, right? Yes, but I just was... I, I, I feel like you're getting that's different the results, skill right? better like, stealth yeah. and evasion is more like, I'm sneaking through this space. Um, whereas target surveillance is like, where are the cameras? What are we seeing? All right, well, I got an eight again, so I'm good. Nice. And don't forget to spend a skill point. That, yeah, okay. Um, and inside, yeah, there's no... Um, there's no cameras inside. Like, you're looking around, and you look at all the spaces that you would put cameras, and there's none in there. Also, you're now through this airlock, and it's dusty, but it's not... It's not dusty like the airlock is dusty. Like, the airlock's super dusty, like, these spacesuits haven't been disturbed in ages. Uh, and in here there's dust, but it's not, like, undisturbed... Um, and there's no cameras. There's the spaces where you would think cameras would go normally, they're not even installed. Like, it's not these cameras have been broken and removed, it's these cameras were never put in. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll report back, you know, I'm looking through the camera, the screen, like, I don't see anyone or any cameras. It looks like there's a spot for them, but they're not there. Uh, it's conspicuously cleaner than uh, this airlock that we're in. Well, it definitely seems like someone's home, or something. I, I would say it's le- not so much that it's cleaner, it's more so that it has been disturbed. Okay. I think that's what you get. It's definitely still dirty. Sure. It's just... That right, the so dust isn't the, like in thick layers on stuff because that looks been almost like someone's been here, maybe brushing up against the wall or something. The dust is dirt is clear in spots. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll someone's try to definitely be been here. Maybe you someone had the, the same idea. We did. I mean, to come check cool. it out. Yeah, so you step in, you got your torches, and you're looking around. Um, I would imagine... Well, so, I mean, you're trained in operating spacecraft, so 
you're familiar with this layout, although you've never actually flown one of these outside of a, of a purely VR simulator, because mm-hmm. the Icarus lab where you were made and trained didn't have, like, huge rooms to build fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking, um... Huge cargo flight ships. simulators for cargo ships. So they just yeah. ran this virtual. So you're familiar with this layout, but it's in the same way that if I'd played like a hundred hours of Microsoft Flight Sim role playing as a jumbo jet pilot, like, yeah, it's familiar, but I don't really know the intricacies of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything in particular you're going to check out? or look for here, you know that this isn't the only room. Um, there would be a door behind you that leads to, like, a crew area, and then beyond that would be a crew service area, which is, like, you know, the huge long rail that goes to the, goes to the, um, engine facility where the fusion reactor would be and stuff like that. Uh, I guess we'd probably want to check the bridge. That's where they would keep... I would assume I would, yeah, you're basically in is what they're more interested in. You're basically in. in the bridge now. So the oh, okay. bridge is right off the uh, airlock there. Ah, all right. Well, then... Uh, yeah, yeah my, my thought would be the cargo bay, whatever they were hauling. They want to know what's yeah. in the ship. Like, I, I was thinking the bridge, the bridge might have, like, the, the orders, like, hey, you know, park here for five years until the bomb goes off or whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, I guess let's check the cargo hold. Sure. So right behind the bridge is the crew quarters where there's like beds and uh, a mess and a and a rudimentary uh, head uh, toilet mm-hmm. space. Um, so you open the door for that and you step in and immediately something is wrong. Uh, obstacle. Uh, obstacle. You. N- are being watched. Hmm. Can, can we tell by what? Not Would yet. You need to make me use my and ear just, for thoughts. Basically, you have that unconscious, tr- like ingrained training feeling of "oh shit, where something's looking at us." That's the mm-hmm. vibe, and you're like, now you're sort of running through. The obstacle is run through your head to work out what's happening. Gotcha. Instinct says I'm being watched. Let's try and work out how, and then back up. Okay. Um, you want to use? Uh, you want to try and use your power ear for thoughts? Yeah, I think this is more in line of what it was for, right? See, see who's yeah. thinking about us, basically. Sh- sure. Uh, that's ju- you just spend and automatically succeed. So you spend right. and tell me what is it? What does it feel like to you when you use this power? Uh, it's a subtle uh, power as well, so it doesn't change you externally. When we do physical manifestations, I'd be like... Ha- when we do obvious manifestations, I'd be like, oh, how does your body change to accommodate this power becoming a thing? For subtle manifestations, it's all internal, so we don't see it change. So I guess maybe she just closes her eyes for a minute and, and kind of there's a buzz of whatever thoughts are around and she kind of has to filter through it looking for well yeah, i think you hear uh, you me. hear santarell's thoughts first right like Santiel. you just right. hear him santiel sorry santiel you just hear okay. santiel standing next to you being like oh fuck someone's watching me fuck 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 
Uh, and then you said you were filtering through it. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, that would that was basically it. You know, I'm sure there's some people not too far by on the docks that I would pick up, but you know, just kind of almost like tuning the radio. She would just be standing there, just like, all right, block that one out, block that one out. I have a question finally. for you. When mm-hmm. you are tuning for thoughts, are you? Is it? Does it feel like distance? So, like, is thoughts that are close to you really loud? Or does that seem to not matter and it's more about... Because, like, you're clearly using it to be perceived. uh, To tell who can see you here. Would that be just about, like, immediate... Do you just ping to anyone that's thinking about you because of your application? Or or is it location limited? So you'd hear um, Alex's character, for example, way stronger because you're next to them. Uh... I feel like maybe it, it's, yeah, maybe there's like a volume to it where people that are closer to me are a little, like, louder, but, um... Sure. In that yeah. case, yeah, that, what, that makes you sense hear, what you hear first as you tune out Alex and the dock, Alex's character and the dock workers, uh, is you sort of hear, like, a really faint, like, it's far away... Uh, kind of infinitesimal perception, um, kind of like something is trying to watch you but isn't quite paying attention. And then the other thing you hear is somebody dreaming a deep, uh, kind of drug-induced dream, which you would be familiar with. You've had drug-induced dreams, having been weapons developed in a lab. Um, yeah, you are having... You can hear somebody having, like, induced coma dreams really close by. Uh, and then you realise that it's actually multiple people having induced coma dreams. Their brains are just so similar that you couldn't discern that they were different trains of thought. Ooh. Almost like a mass oh. hallucination, kind of. Kind of. More like a hive mind. Okay. So, uh, I'll kind of snap my eyes open in, in surprise and go, Oh God. There are a lot of people here. I think they're all watching us. Passed out. I don't think they're the ones watching us. Someone, someone's trying to find us from much further away. But we're really close to a lot of people who are just unconscious. I, I think they must have given them some sort of drug, and they're all they're all thinking the same thing. Uh, now that we've sort of been in this space for a few uh, seconds, I'm going to give you some more free information. Uh, there are ladders in here that shouldn't be here. So there's, like, ladders going up to the roof, and they're kind of at a weird angle, uh, and they're cut into the roof, into, like, service panels or whatever, but, like, those service panels wouldn't normally be open, and they wouldn't normally have ladders through. This ship doesn't have artificial gravity when it's running normally. It's just magged. It's only got artificial mm-hmm. gravity at the moment because it's connected to the station. 
Um, so, like, you wouldn't need ladders to get into those service um, spaces. You just turn off your mag boots and float in. Um, and if you were on a space station, you'd just bring a ladder in. Um, mm-hmm. So, why are these ladders here? And they're cut into the roof. And they're extending up. Like, directly above here is a thin service corridor. Like, uh, you know, you've studied these things for assaults before. And then above that is the outside of space where they attach all the containers to. Those ladders, you look up, they go into space that the ship shouldn't have. They're basically going into... They'd have to be going into shipping containers on the outside Mm -hmm. hull of the spaceship. Does the ship have containers on the outside hull? It does. It's got, like, a... uh, It's got a, a few, like... It, you cannot, when you look at it from outside the docks, like if you're in a service shuttle or whatever, um, or looking at an observation camera, it, you cannot see the raw service deck of the, of the RAF. It is covered, um, in a, at, at a, at its least occupied point. It has at least one layer of containers. And there's kind of a larger mound towards, uh, the towards the front uh, of the raft. It's a bit unbalanced. So it kind of looks like there's a mountain of shipping containers roughly above where you are. Hmm. Convenient. So when I when I used my power before, we were saying if something's closer, I hear it louder. Do I also maybe get a sense of direction from where the thoughts are coming from in relation to me then too? I'll give you a... I'll let you spend another skill point to... Uh, spend another power point, rather, to say that you can discern the uh, distance. The, well, the direction, rather. The direction, sorry. Okay, sure. I'll spend another point. Cool. And I'm assuming that the the dreams are coming from where the ladders go to. Yes, you are correct. There are... You can tell now, too, there are seven dreamers, and they are above you. Okay, and so maybe where was Alex? The, when my the, eyes were closed, you noticed the ladders. Yeah, well, I was going to ask the, the the presence that was watching us. Where was that coming from? The presence that was watching you uh, is towards Centro. Oh, off in the state, off and, the ship, in the station. Yeah, it's very distant. Okay. It's back towards the core of the station. Uh, and I will gotcha. give you okay. for free, because you spent the point, they're, they're still sort of in that not-quite-aware-of-you state uh, that they were in before. So they haven't caught on to what's happening so on the Wrath. It's almost like they're they're watching where we are, but haven't seen us yet. Yep. Because you're sort of in the doorway of this thing, and there's no cameras in the uh, in the bridge... Um, you don't know yet if there are cameras in the crew service area, but, uh, yeah. Can I look around and see if there are cameras? Um... Say security evaluation? Stick my head in yes. and that's look gonna around? Yes, that's see. gonna be an obstacle, because these are hidden from operatives by design, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, this would be this would be obstacle. Um, find covertly hidden cameras. Yeah. Uh, so that would be. But I have a skill. I'm trained in or a specialty in security evaluation. So that's four d ten. All right. Uh, yep. Ooh, two tens. Ooh. So we haven't had this happen before. There are three degrees of success in uh, Make Our Own Heaven. You have 
miss, which is uh, for unforeseeable reasons, your your skill isn't as effective as normal. Um, which might be like, oh, this person's actually not susceptible to manipulation. They really believe in their job, or uh, or or something like that. Um, then you have a standard success. Um, I can't remember the actual game term that I gave that. I think it's just a qualified success. I think is what that's it's what called. It I think it's called a qualified success. So it works um, for the most part. Uh, and then we have an outstanding success, which is at the very least the. Uh, your skill works, your approach works perfectly. Um, you spot, like, two cameras immediately. The reason you they can't see you is because they're directly above the door on the inside of the room. Hmm. Um, okay. And they're looking towards the two different sides of this space, basically. Um... And you can tell that's where they are because you're a superhuman freak of nature, but also um, because if you were designing this space, because you use security evaluation, uh, that's where you would put the cameras. If this is an operative space, if this is mm-hmm. some hidden location, um, you don't want the cameras to be... You want to make sure that the cameras aren't going to pick up things untoward um right so they're 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 in a position where they can be easily covered by operatives who know that they're there coming in um so that they can hide themselves from detection if they need to if they know that a space is going to be compromised but also so that they'll catch people that are unaware um okay so yeah Uh, with with my uh good success can i cover them yeah, if you want to step into the room, that would be nothing. You actually, you just need like, you just grab like a clipboard or something and position it up there. And there's even like a little lip. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I will. Do, I'll put the the clipboard up there. Yeah, so you block the cameras and then you make the mo like. Th- so if they have if they have mics, they've already heard you. You can't know right. that now if they do yeah. or don't. Uh, and if they have mics. Uh, those will still work if it's covered. Um, but there's no way to know that without looking at the camera. So you just have to mm-hmm. decide what you're doing in that regard. I mean, I'll definitely cover it up and then I'll just, you know, make it... We're, we're trained, so I'll make the, the hand signal that we were taught that means, you know, might be listening. So, you know, just watch what you say. Yeah, and if you need to communicate, you can always have... Um, can always have uh, Naraya use ear for thoughts. Oh yeah, you can you can just tap your head and be like, "What am I thinking?" <laughs> uh, I guess uh, once that's covered. But also, I, I mean, ha- you're trained, so like maybe you just know a like sign language, like proper sign language, yeah. not just um, not just um, combat uh, signals. I'm sure that when I saw him reaching up and blocking something, and I knew yeah, something was watching the room, I could put two and two together and be like, oh, he found the cameras that I was kind of probably hearing the person who was watching the camera feed. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. I guess we, uh, how ma- how many ladders were there? Two. Uh, two. Oh. Two. Okay. Uh, one for each of us. I was going to say, yeah, one each. Do they go up in the same direction? 
more or less. They're set sort of like, imagine that they're at angles in a V-shape from one another, with the point of okay. the V below deck, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Because the containers on the outside of the ship would be arranged in like a hexagon shape around the hull of the Wrath. Okay. Yeah, I guess one each. And we'll head up. Sure. As you head up into the space, it's almost pitch black. Why is my phone ringing? (laughs) Hang on. I just got to decline that call. Weird. It's just a prank call. Uh, If you're anything like Um, me, it's AT&T trying to tell you about a new offer. No, it's one of them. Probably not actually um, AT&T. It's one of them robo-scammers things. I know yes. they have yeah, in America, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they head up... That's in, the you scam head up I've been this... getting most recently. Or maybe it really is AT&T. Still a scam, I say. Oh. Did we lose you, Ray? It sounds like it. I don't know. They are the I wonder most if he accidentally part. muted himself. It looks like he's in the middle there, and it's like green, which usually means they're talking. Oh, I just see you in the middle there. Uh, I will. And who's ever making sound has a green a green bar around it. So, like when you're talking, you you light up green. When I'm talking, I light yeah. up green. It looks like Ray is completely green and has been. Hmm. I'm going to pause the recording. Okay, yep. So we, we go up the ladders. Yes, sorry. So you climb up the ladders, uh, and as you shine your flashlights uh, around this room, expecting to be in, like, different... in, like, shipping containers or something, you're, you're not. What you find yourself in is a full-on, like added on section of the ship. This is like a full bulkheaded space up here. Uh, it's a large room that must be camouflaged from external detection by having all the shipping containers all over the outside of the ship. This mm-hmm. would explain why it's at least one layer of shipping containers thick uh, across the skin, because otherwise it would give away what was hidden here. Uh, and inside this room that you're in, you uh, you recognize immediately that you're in an op center. This is a black site, like, um, safe house for some kind of, like, top secret operation. You see uh, ten uh, stasis pods... Along the wall, seven of them occupied. You see a makeshift operating theatre. You see a work table, an armoury, a little ops station with, like, a bunch of computers and stuff set up. Uh, Yeah, you're inside somebody's safe house. Oh. Um... Okay. Oh, there's no, there are no cameras in this room either. For op- for operational security reasons, you would just know that there wouldn't be cameras in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go check out the cryopods with the people in them. Yeah. So importantly, they are not cryogenic. 
because that would then mean that they would use a fuckload of power, and they would also need a cryogenic fluid. These are stasis pods. Oh, stasis pods, Which just means the exact same fucking thing, uh, except that they're not Mm ice-based. They're they're comatose-based. They're they're drug-based. Hand-wavy science fiction-based. They're they're green, not blue. Oh, okay. That's the big difference. (laughs) They're full of they're full of biotech slime, uh, and you see that people have like huge, uh, like ventilator style um, tubes going down their throats. They've got like lots of um, uh, IV lines in their arms. Uh, a couple of them have stuff going into their chest. Mm. Um, they've got uh, some kind of like ocular device over their eyes, and you can see little flashes of light. Um, coming, uh, leaking out the edges of those goggles, um, whatever they are. Uh, yeah, and there's just seven people. Uh, one of them is severely injured. Um, you can see they've got, like, bullet holes, um, cuts, burns, uh, yeah. Are there any, uh, identifying things on the, on the, on the tubes? Do they have, like, any... Names or uh, subject numbers n- or anything? There are no markings on the tubes uh, yeah. that you can see. No nameplates, no nothing. And the people, are they... Do they look similar? Are they all different? Like different ages and genders and races? They actually all do look very similar. Um, oh, yeah, okay. As you look at them, you realize that these are... They, they could all look like their family. They look like almost genetically randomized versions of the same person. Um, so they've got like slightly different hairlines or slightly different, um, slightly different skin tones. They're all slightly different ages ranging from like mid teens to like fifties. Um, but yeah, as you're looking at them, you're like, they all kind of look like siblings. Okay. Or clones. Or clones, which we know is possible. Yeah. Well, this is fucked up. Are, what are you are doing, there Chris? Any... Oh, yeah. So, um... I think right away, starting to take pictures. Yeah, great. My, Good idea. My thought is we should probably be getting out of here pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Are there computers in here? Yes, there is. There's an op station with computers set up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the op station and see if I could access any information. Sure. The obstacle, uh, these computers would have passwords and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you want to try and get them on and open? Um, what do you think, Chris? More info? Yeah, why don't you try it while I'm taking pictures? Maybe even I could, uh... Uh, probably assist you in that, like, you know, 
I'm taking mm-hmm. pictures, and you go, oh, what's the password for this model something? And oh, I three. Password's probably only one number. That's how they work. Yep. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess I'll if try gonna, hacking if you're gonna, yeah. If you're going to give an aid dice, then you both need to sp- spend a skill point. Right. Yeah. No problem. I can, I can do that. Uh, so that's 4d10 again with the help. Yep. Uh, uh, that's a big nothing. Brilliant. Two, six, one, two. So you go to boot up the computer and then you turn around and be like, hey, do you remember what the the exploit is for this model and then you look back and as the screen boots up you see the Task Force Decker logo for those of you playing at home Task Force Decker is the paramilitary uh, task force that was put together by the authority specifically to hunt the escaped angels from the Icarus lab these are the military agents that uh, were responsible for keeping you captive, uh, who, when you escaped, murdered everyone that they thought was linked to uh, your escape, and then uh, formed uh, this paramilitary unit to hunt you down uh, and bring you back home. Oh. Uh, so right. clearly, yeah, this that is we don't know the exploit of... for that one. No, clearly this is so. Yeah, you failed. You don't gain access to the computer, but no. if you turn it on, you see the task force decker logo. You immediately do gain a bit of information. Um, I will say as well, just to so that everyone knows that I didn't create a loophole, I've a, a plot hole rather. I've actually thought about this. Uh, this would be an authority black site that they repurposed and gave to task force decker. Okay. Um, well, uh, I shut down the so, computer. Uh, yeah, I, I'm saw, all for, I saw that as well. Uh, I'm all for killing these guys in the tubes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sure. That that would they, they would know we were here, but that's seven less agents, genetically engineered super soldiers hunting us down. Um. Or we could just um, go. I think, sure. yeah, maybe speed and, and getting out of here. I mean, we're we're in a place that's looking for us. And once you blocked, the, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, once you blocked off the, uh, the camera, we knew someone was watching that camera. So someone knows we're here. And they're probably coming to check out who's here. And uh, we don't want them to find us because we're right in a spot where they're like... Basically, it's perfect for them if they show up and, oh, it's the people we're looking for, where we wanted to bring them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do this as an obstacle, um, but it's going to be a hidden target obstacle. Uh, there is uh, some, well, not hi- hidden target in that, like, previously I've gone like, oh, there's a hidden camera here, right? Uh, I'm going to mm. be a little more vague. Um, obstacle... Uh, this will need to be security ops or something like that. Um, uh, there is, you have potentially created a trail and that's, that's the obstacle. 
uh, to, to try and work out what that is. Okay. Uh, so security evaluation? Security evaluation will do the trick. Uh, well, I'm trained in, or a specialty in that, but do you want to help me, Chris, for... Yeah, I think this dive? sounds important. I'll, All right, I'll both spend a skill well. point. Uh, so that's 5d10. And one success. Whew. That's enough. Good thing I helped. Um, yeah. Any, if, you, if you leave now, you probably will be fine. Um, if you do anything to disturb the space, they're going to take action to try and work out who it was. If they do any kind of DNA check, like any search through this space for trace DNA, you are fucked. Yeah. So you need yeah. to, if you, basically, if I, you I think this is the sort pods, of thing when the screen turns on, we should probably both just kind of look at each other for a second and run. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for that. But yeah. So either... Uh, basically, you if you destroyed the... If you destroyed the pods, they would then be like, who the fuck destroyed the pods? They'd search for your DNA in this space, yeah. because this is a bio biotech, like, uh, future. They're, they're, that is trivial to do. They can just gather, release microbots into the area and gather all of the DNA. If the computer is left on and the door was unlocked, like... Uh, they'll just be like, fuck, somebody, like, somebody must have come in to, uh, take a look, uh, or something, or maybe someone didn't lock up properly. Like, someone's gonna get in trouble, but you're not gonna be tracked, basically. Right. So what you're saying is, we have to completely destroy the ship to cover up any you trace we do that here. if you want to hurt the <laughs> authority. Um, by all means, that would not be a difficult task for a for a trained uh, soldier like you. Yeah, not right now though. I think we should just go. We we got what we. Yeah, need. I'm of I'm of the opinion. I got some pictures. We got some information. We can tell them what's here. Uh, or, or maybe we would prefer to lie about what we saw and not show them the pictures. Well, I think uh, we, we yeah. show them the pictures. We just don't say it's Task Force Decker. We say it's some yeah. sort of authority black site. And, yeah, yeah, just leave it at that. But anyway, I think true. it's the sort of thing where we see the we see the icon on the screen. We both know, oh, shit, we can't be here. And we just kind of book it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, cool. I also want to make sure that one of us grabs the uh, clipboard on our way out, just in case no one. Oh yeah, I was. I wasn't going to let you make that error. That I'm glad that you caught that. But again, you're competent. I wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Something that I really hate is when you're playing like competent super spies in a game, and then like an MC will be like, "Oh, you make a rookie error." It's like I fucking spent ten years. Serving with MI6 in world in like post World War Two Berlin, and I I fucking like leave leave a make an obvious mistake like I didn't remember. Yeah, I forgot to wear gloves and they got my fingerprints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just just assume like like we can talk about how that would be an error, but then we then we say that our characters catch it like we did with the Belclavers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I really hate that in when doing an espionage thing in a game. It's like, is my character competent? Then don't punish me for, like, me not being a super spy. Um, 
Yes. So you pull the clipboard as you step outside, you close the door, you, uh, yeah, and you fucking... And then we would, if we were playing campaign, there would be another... We would probably do a final scene of you deciding what you give to Bree. Um, we won't roleplay that now, because we're almost at time. Um, uh, but yeah, so we, you you give a, a truncated version of the information to Bree. She's quite happy. She hands you a thousand dollars. Um, and, uh, and we would also add to your community sheet now, we would add that you have allies, uh, the, uh, Bree's, uh, little cell of the, uh, Frontier Army. Oh, cool. Uh, Free Frontier Army. Because... Allies are different to friends and family uh, in that when you call on aid for them, they expect stuff in return. Um, okay. Makes sense. So th- they have they have obligations that they will impose on you um, when you call in them for aid, which is you can call in for bigger aid, like you can ask for a thousand dollars or ask for like a crate of guns or something if it's an appropriate <laughs> ally, um, but. That comes with strings attached, so you, we would add that as an ally to the community sheet um, for future mm-hmm. play. Cool. Um, cool. That's make our own heaven. Um, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts quickly before I we like sign the, off. I'd- I like the the skill the skill spend and the and the refresh. Um, is there a reason why it's thirteen points and seven instead of like a round number? Yes. Yes, there is. Um, seven is a is a holy number, and thirteen is a lucky yeah, number. That... Oh, okay. I figured the seven. I wasn't sure about the thirteen. Okay, they're both. It was considered like a linked. lucky number. Thirteen is sometimes considered a lucky number. Um, oh. That basically they're both connected to like biblical uh, importance, basically, um, and earthly skills needed yeah. to be more abundant. So. Yeah, you use them um, a lot more. I went with more. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, well, you like... can use them a lot more. <laughs> like, That's they're true. just yeah. meant to be abundant. Like, you're just meant to be able to use a fuckload. Well, and 13 I mean, I is more used... interest. 13 is more interesting than 15 or or 10 or 20, right? Like, those, yeah, those are, those are nice big numbers. Um, 13 is functionally the same as saying you have 15, really, except you immediately go, ooh, 13, right? Like, it, yeah. it's a number that sticks in your head better. Yeah, no, I like, I I'd say, I love the setting. I think it's awesome. I love the, uh, the, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the word, the, I don't know, the, the characters, not, not our character, the, the idea behind it, the, the biopunk. Right, right. Uh, stick it to the man, make your own community kind of thing. The the um, character of the setting, I get what you mean. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's character. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Chris, your thoughts? I, I I gotta say, I don't think I've ever played a game before where you just your skills give you more dice, and I've all, I I think that was a cool idea. I like that. Where it's like yeah, it's, not uh, uh, not you have to roll a higher number. It's what you roll on the, I mean I guess what's that other game we played where you had a match uh, but I think Blades in the Dark also does a thing where your oh well yeah yeah so Blades yeah. in the Dark does a thing where your skill point where your rating in a skill gets you more dice um, which is similar but not the same 
similarly, World of Darkness does like your rating in a skill gets you more well, dice. That's, that's right. Yeah, we did play that a lot too. I guess I, I guess I this have is, played things like that before, but still, this I, would I think definitely I like that feel than... different though, because it's just like which skill are you calling on? Um, yeah, um, there's a similar mechanically similar game to this, but like very thematically different game that I've written called Blades in the uh, Blades in the Dark, uh, Black Skies of <laughs> Babylon, and in that you can invoke multiple skills um, at a time. So you could be like, oh, I'm like I'm like trying to help a friend, so that counts as like that counts as like leading fire because we're both trying to shoot someone uh so that counts as my like shooting uh and then i've got an assassination skill and we're trying to assassinate the general uh that all counts so i'm rolling uh like three three bonus die um and then you can spend that game has gear as well, so then you can spend charges, and you can spend unlimited mm. charges. So it's like, oh, I spend all the charges on my minigun. It's like, then you won't have any more charges for the rest of the mission. It don't matter. I want to roll 20 dice. <laughs> Look, if I shoot everything now, then I won't need any charges later. True. Exactly. Would there, would there be ways in the, in the full game to get more specialties on the earthly skills, or are you... Locked I don't like, think you like, can. I don't think you can gain more specialties on earthly skills. I did think about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're MC and you can change it, um, right. it would be cool to have more, like have double specialties. So have two in each thing. I think if you've played the game a few times, yeah. um, then definitely start with six specialties, two in each category. The reason it's at three is so that players don't get overwhelmed when they do their first game. Uh, session, yeah. but definitely you could do extra specialties, but I don't think you earn new specialties while playing a campaign, because okay. I don't really I, I see how you yeah. would how you would unlock, like, a bonus, like, ten years of training. Yeah, um, I, I was thinking, because I know, like you said, with the, the divine power, some things can manifest, so maybe you had to think, like, oh, if you're, you've been hacking a lot, so, you know, you could, you, you're, you're better yeah, I don't at think hacking, you can so you... train new specialties, basically. Okay. I think your skill specialties are set, but I definitely would see, I definitely would see room for, like, if you were doing a new campaign and you'd played a few, like, one-shots before, it's like, okay, we're going to do six skill specialties, um, yeah. because we all know how this works now. Well, I mean, it also helps if you're if you're having a larger group to have diversity in characters, so that everyone yeah. has you know the things that they're good at. Yeah, if you were doing a five person game of Make Our Own Heaven, you don't need more specialties. Y'all are gonna oh, be no. fine. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. five right. skills in three categories. <laughs> if you had yeah. five players, you would have you could have every skill uh, specialty. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's the math. You never, All right. Yeah, well, right. You Thank you very team. much for running. Yes, it was a pleasure. I love uh, I love running demos of my games. Um, yeah. And so just uh, say again uh, when it's coming out and where people will be able to get it. Yes, so Make Our Own Heaven comes out on the 17th of December, assuming everything goes well. Otherwise, it will be out uh, in December. Um, you can find it on itch.io, um, there will be a link to my, um, my itch account, my itch page, my storefront, uh, in the show notes for this episode. Yep. We will link to your store and it will be there when it comes out. All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, and, uh, hope 
to see you all next time, although we won't see you because it's a podcast. So I don't okay. know. I'm getting lost. No, I'm getting lost on this outro. <laughs> hear us, yes. <laughs> Hope you all hear us next time. All right, take care. Bye.